0: Welcome to Spiritual Warrior TV and Podcasts, your go-to channel for everything related to spirituality, metaphysics, personal development, and well-being. I'm your host Renzo ruiz Has, and I'm on a journey myself, as a truth seeker and as an explorer, to discover and to share with you all the best tips, tools, and different approaches that contribute to nourish our souls, embrace our humanity, and help us incarnate the greatest and brightest expression of ourselves. Because when we become better versions of ourselves, we make this world a better place. Yeah! Gentlemen, this is Renzo Ruiz Haas, and I want to welcome you all to our first episode of Spiritual Warrior TV. And today's guest is an expert survivalist. He's been in the Canadian Armed Forces since 2007, both as a photographer and videographer. He started teaching mindfulness and meditation since the age of 30 to military members and their families. I want to give a big warm welcome to Robert Willette. What's Hi, up, bro? <laughs> it's good a to have good. you.
1: Here. Yeah, it's uh I'm I'm very honored uh to be on your show. It's really awesome.
0: So it, this is a very funny story and how I just want to introduce to the public here of how I, I got to meet you. I remember I was at uh Saint Jean base at, you, at the imagery shop there at the... Uh, with Pat Blanchard, who's a who's a sergeant there.
1: Yep.
0: And I brought a singing ball of mine. Uh, started doing this little meditation. And he kinda stopped me there. He's like, wait a second, you remind me of a friend of mine. <laughs> Rob yeah. Willett, I I gotta introduce you to this guy. He's like, What is and then he like added you on Facebook there? He's like, hey Rob, this is Renzo. Renzo's is Rob. Speak. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, yeah. This is the first time we had a face to face, though. But yeah, Patrick, uh, he's a he's a he's a great guy. He's so funny and he's so knowledgeable about every, everything that he does. He put, he puts his hands on something. He, he's uh, he's fantastic at it and uh, good friend. He's a good good friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. so connected to, to like, <laughs> yeah. without necessarily being in this whole like spirituality thing. He's very connected to. So you see, he's he's got that joy.
1: Oh well, you That's know him and I. We were um, in one of our trainings uh, that we had. We he was a roommate of mine, so we we bunked up. We had uh, two beds. I had a bed and he had his. And uh, so uh, on uh, my side, you know, of the room. I mean, I had I had the whole place jazzed up with all my little um, stuff like this that you see back here, just little trinkets and statues and books and stuff. And so, you know, he used to make fun of me, but he made fun of me in the lightest kind of way. In fact, we even did a video as part of a video project because both of him and I were both imagery technicians and part of the training was to learn how to do videos. And so when we had an opportunity to do a quick five minute, 10 minute video, um, that's one of the little gags we did is uh, I had him doing some meditation stuff. In this video, and I'm telling you, it was a blast.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Getting getting back to what what really caught my attention is that you and I we have a very similar kind of uh although we all we all have our very unique journey. We we have very similar paths. You and I, uh, meaning that I'm I'm also an imagery technician in the Canadian Forces, currently in the process of releasing, but uh. What what really caught my attention was uh, I saw an uh, an ad of yours on Facebook. It was an event that you were organizing, doing a uh, you know sound bath meditations, and I I also use sound as a tool for my meditation practices. So I found that was that was really great uh, a great connection there.
1: Yeah, and I praise you on your your um, your goals that you're doing right now. I mean, you you're it's it's not an easy path to go on, and uh, especially when you're trying to thank you <laughs> when you're trying to bring everyone together. I mean, you can go on your own spiritual journey. You can you can take care of yourself. You can look after yourself here and right. here, uh, and that is not too difficult. I mean, it takes practice. But when there's someone like you and I, where we're trying to reach out to the world and we're trying to send this message out that you know uh, we can all do this, everyone can do this, and we can create a, a better world for not just ourselves but for everyone and the future. It's it's a bit challenging, uh, you know. I, that's yeah, what I found.
0: I I agree. I completely agree, especially during this times where we see a lot of things happening in the world, right? And it seems like. Uh, it's creating a lot of divisions. Like I said it before, if it's not a, a virus, it's a political party, a race, or you name it. Anything it's it's a cause right now to create a division. Anything could be a reason for that.
1: But yeah, I completely you know, agree with you on that. I see that it's been like that for too long, actually, and uh, it's just amplifying. It's getting I'm not going to say it's getting worse, but it's I find that division as um, it's reaching a point where whatever side that you're on even there's still grounds for k- being confused no matter which side you're on. Because before yeah. I found that people who, whichever side you chose, you kind of, you kind of knew what your, your statement was. You, you knew what you were standing for. Right. But I find these days now, I find that both sides are getting confused in the, you know, with their own messages and their own research. And
0: Exactly. You know, it's, it's not even about both sides anymore. It's about like a trillion different sides that people yeah. exactly Uh, yeah Yeah. so much going on I definitely agree with that what where I was getting with this is um, on your part what is it that got you interested into this whole world of you know first of all like I want you to give your definition of the word mindfulness because to me like I I don't really resonate with that word for myself but I I know it's it's a it's a word that it's being used by, by many people who are in this field mindfulness. So what does it mean to you?
1: Um, so mindfulness means to me is basically, uh, in a nutshell, it's becoming aware. So you're becoming aware of something. And whatever you become aware of, uh, that's your focus at that time. So if I'm going to do mindfulness uh, as a practice, and I'm going to sit and do some meditation, or whatever I'm going to do, even when I'm in my car, I could just become aware of something. So usually they'll say, you know, become aware of your breath as a, as a start to your meditation. Become aware of your environment. Become aware of this and become aware of that. Um, but when you're becoming mindful and it is uh, within you to always be mindful, like you are just becoming aware of things. So becoming aware of what you say, becoming aware of your emotions, I find is what's really Uh, powerful to be aware that right now I'm angry right now I'm okay right now I'm laughing whatever that is uh, I'm aware of that and to me that's all that mindfulness is I find that a lot of people do not take that time to connect with their mind we're connecting with what we're thinking about all the time you know, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that and oh, hey, I want to go do this and I want to talk to that person and I want to listen to this song or I want to watch that movie or I want to eat this food, whatever that is, right? But when we become mindful of, okay, I am hungry, you know, do I need to eat? Uh, what am I hungry for? What is it? What does it all mean? Um, who do I want to talk to? Because when I talk to somebody, I want to be able to be present while I'm talking to them. Because we can just have simple conversations like, hey, how's it going? You know, what's life like? What did you guys do yesterday? Things like that. But sometimes when somebody wants to talk, they want to actually get to know you as well. And they want to validate something in their life. So they, it's that validation that a lot of people are looking for. Right. So if you allow yourself to be mindful and be present while you're having a conversation with your friends or your family... whoever it might be you know now you're you're allowing them to uh, you're allowing yourself to give them all the respect and attention that they're looking for
0: right and to be present not only actively listening but also energetically present
1: yeah you know uh and whatever that is i mean because that's what i say like there's no right or wrong about mindfulness mindfulness you know if i'm getting everything all wrong if everything's just feeling kind of wonky or kind of weird, you know, that, that's okay. You know, mindfulness is not going to necessarily change any of that. But being aware of, I'm feeling strange, something's not right.
0: It's get- okay not to be okay, right? And and not feel guilty for not being okay or judging ourselves for it. It's
1: just... Absolutely. Like, exactly.
0: Right. Just a matter of accepting the whole as it is. And, yeah. and you're right, because why i said like the reason i why i said what like i don't resonate with mindfulness with the term it's just like you said there is no right or wrong and now now that you define to me what mindfulness is and like your definition behind it really that that resonates with me
1: So what did did you think mindfulness was before you asked me that question
0: because the word mindfulness to me was just like it already takes me to a place where, okay, your mind is full, you know, mindfulness. Oh, I see. And to me, it's just a matter of like, you know, kind of emptying your, your mind, ah. all the thoughts that we constantly having and just go into that, that peaceful inner state, no thoughts or just flowing thoughts. Right. Not, not, a, like, not like a mindful in a, in a sense of like your thoughts are stuck. In your mind but more like a flowing mind because your mind can be full but stagnant but also your mind can be full but just flowing you know right. what i mean there's a subtle
1: difference yeah no yeah, you're right because sometimes there's a blockage there of some kind and and mm-hmm. you're and you can get stuck in and um in things like that that's why sometimes like we're, when we're when we're not paying attention and we're not being like i said mindfulness is just i could do anything and be mindful about it. If I'm at work and I'm going to a printer to print something, I can be mindful of the whole step of myself going to that printer and printing on it, as opposed to just doing it. I'm just going to go. And that, that's, you know, if I'm going to, you know, I could, I can, I can grab a sip of coffee here and just drink, or I can actually be mindful of the whole process of grabbing that, having that sip and feeling the, the feeling of having that coffee going in me and now how do I feel right? A coffee is something that I enjoy. So it's like, yeah, how do I feel now that I've had that?
0: Right. Um, I agree. And with a busy life, we, we often have, and we do things on full automatic mode and often not realizing what we're doing. The day goes by and yeah, day and we don't, we don't even know. We're not Still, really aware of all the things we're doing. Another
1: right? way to look at it though, um, is, um, when we think about meditation for example a lot of times people think that meditation is you're going into an area to where you're going to just sit and be silent and uh, do a couple of uh, procedures or something uh, a few practice things like breathing and whatnot but really meditation is a is uh, connected to a lot of different things basically it is connection so meditation could be in the form of yoga So yoga, we say yoga and we, what do we think when we say yoga? We're going to go to yoga class. Well, we're going to go and we're going to do some stretches and we're going to do some movements and then, and we're going to exercise a few, um, a a few muscles and things, but really you are connecting because when you do yoga, you are focused. You have to be, if anybody has not tried yoga, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, it is harder than you think because every movement that you're doing is Needs concentration of some kind, and so right. and you have to pay attention to your breathing because your breathing will put you out of balance with the rest of your body, and so you are connecting with your body when you are in yoga. Meditation is a connection with your 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 mind it's an it's a connection with your environment it's a a connection with everything so there's different forms of meditation but somebody can be if you want to you could be in a meditative state your entire day walking driving talking eating and still be meditating at the same time so no it's not just sitting in the corner and doing that so meditation in I mean, my it's it's mindfulness it's meditation is mindfulness when you look at what meditation really is as opposed to just the simple um, terms of what everyone thinks it is. But yeah. in, a, in the grand scheme, meditation is connection. And if it's a spiritual connection, then that's a spiritual thing. And if it's not spiritual, because it doesn't have to be spiritual at all. Right.
0: Like you said, there is no right or wrong. Right? You can be, None. my meditation can be that moment when I'm in the shower. I know I often do this, like the moment I'm in the shower, that's where I kind of do my meditation other times, for other people, it can be just singing in the car.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's um, that's it, uh, another cool thing that you said too. Because singing is uh, is a connection.
0: Oh yeah, the, the it's a strong like, connection. It's part of think. the whole uh, yeah. sound thing, right? The it voice is. is it's another instrument.
1: Yeah, and it's an expression of what's inside you. I've had conversations with people who listen to heavy metal music or, you know, that strong, tense, vibrational mm-hmm. thing. And, uh, and some people have challenged whether or not that was a, a wrong thing or not, because a lot of people, when they go to do some sort of meditation, what would they listen to? The sounds of the ocean, the sounds of the birds chirping, or they have some sort of calm right. music and whatnot. But really, you know, you, when you when you're singing, you're vibrating you're you're expressing exactly. what's in here and if that music happens to be something on the angry tone there's nothing wrong with that uh, being aware of that though that i think that's where i would encourage people is to be aware that you are connecting with this angry music why are you connecting with that angry music what does it say to you why are you enjoying that that hard beat of a guitar which i personally love too i love hard music um right. but i also love soft music i love music of all kinds uh so i have a deep eclectic expression of vibrations within me as well that i like to release i'm not afraid to dance around in front of my kids you know we have a good old time right. doing silly things you know
0: <laughs> yeah no i feel that you know a lot of people think because oh we're like in spirituality that you should never get angry or you should you know be good all the time. And, and no, it's about also, it's about how you express that anger when you get it. Cause we all do. I like, I mean, we're all humans, right. And to me is through martial arts. I go and, mm. and get a punching bag. To me, that's a positive way to express that anger. And yeah. also like for some people, when they, they listen to hard rock or heavy metal, they, it's a way for them to also express that, that anger it's it's never good to like suppress a, a feeling
1: right and so then what happens right what happens when you release that anger um, you feel much better afterwards
0: right know? absolutely it's a good. release, right you feel good
1: um, if, if somebody who is um, always uh, connecting to angry things like angry music for example and that angry music was promoting angry and violent uh, ways of thinking. I would then start to encourage people to, again, look at look at life differently, you know, because it's not just the tone of the music. It's not just that vibration of the music. Words in a song um, can affect you when you hear that over and over and over again that becomes your mantra if hate becomes your mantra within your music that's going to reflect in your attitude so it's not just that's true just the hard banging rock of uh of drums and and guitar and things like that it's the words
0: yeah we don't realize it because the words that we hear most of the time, get in our subconscious mind. And, you know, we don't realize it when we were listening to all the songs in the radio and stuff. Like that. Yeah. Those words get in our subconscious mind. And
1: I find myself, as,
0: a... what are we yeah, wanting or not?
1: Sometimes I, um, when I'm listening to a song that I used to listen to back in the 90s, when I used to listen to a lot of <laughs> inappropriate music, that, you know, well, and okay. I hear those songs nowadays and I'm singing them and I know them word for word. And, and then right. I am like, okay. I, I don't connect with it the same way anymore because I am still having a nostalgic moment of that beat um and how it makes me feel. But at the same time I may not be resonating with the words that Right, because there's me. the
0: word and there's, there's also the 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 vibration we put behind the word, like that that uh that intention as yeah. well that really counts. Yeah. Cause to me when I when I talk to people, I often it's not that I don't hear what they're saying, but uh, I'm also listening with the heart. You know, it's like, what is this person not only saying, but what is this person projecting? Right.
1: Right. It sounds like you're doing some mindfulness right there.
0: <laughs> right. So <laughs> you, try to, you try to, you know, listen to a person not only through one sense, but also through through the heart. And it's surprising, like all all the, you know, the results that you can get from doing this.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's true it's true Uh, i have become quite sensitive to other people's vibrations and it comes in various forms um i love how you
0: say it i have become because it's something you can develop people think it's like oh only certain types of individuals that can develop this like intuitive skills or psychic abilities whatever no anyone can do this just like anything it takes practice right
1: it does. It's, it's kind of like reading Braille. I, I, I say, you know, a blind person who has to, to, to learn to read, when they read Braille, they have to stick their fingers on these little uh, dibbits on a piece of uh, paper or whatnot. And if you and I were to do that, I wouldn't know what is being said. I don't recognize oh. the words, and it's hard. You have to be sensitive to all those dibbits. Right. And so with practice, and you can still grow to learn to feel other people's vibrations. And when you do it often enough, um, I'm telling you, sometimes somebody can be in the next room and I don't even know they're there and I can feel something coming from over there, you know? Something's weird over there. Uh, So that vibration can resonate from one person to another uh, and it comes in, like you said, it comes through the heart, it comes through uh, emotions and how someone's feeling. Emotions. Also, I heard this
0: before from emotions. Energy in motions. I yeah, can't remember well, where I heard this before, but it's so accurate to me.
1: Every, everything you do, Renzo, is, is based on your uh, emotion. Everything. You know, if you're hungry, it's an emotional feeling. If you're tired, it's an emotional thing. You ever, you ever do something uh, repetitively, like I go to work every day. And uh, one day I'm, I'm feeling one emotional state, whatever that might be, and I'll perform in a certain way. But the next day I go to do the exact same process, the same task, but I'm feeling a different emotional feeling. And that's going to reflect in my work as well. You know, emotions, whatever you do is um, if I gave you a choice to have a, an apple or an orange and I said, take one, whatever you choose today not tomorrow, but this particular one time, what is your emotional state towards that? And that is a sensitive emotional feeling that people don't get down to. If you were to sit there and take time to be mindful of why you're choosing, let's just say the apple, I'm going to choose the apple. What is my connection to that apple? Why do I want that apple? What's my emotional state right now? And honestly, people are not going to be sitting there thinking about that but there is an emotional connection to every choice that you make if you get out of bed that's an emotional choice that you're having
0: right that's you know? uh, true we are absolutely 100% we we are emotional beings uh, yeah so like moving on to something that i've seen uh i've seen you also publish a couple of videos of survivalism out in nature yeah um, i want to know how did you kind of get into that was that always something that was with you during your lifetime or something that got you interested how, how did no, it happen for you that,
1: that happened in a very interesting way um i have a friend uh and fellow imagery technician who has had become a prepper um you know and that kind of prepper who was you know uh learned how to uh, get a bunch of food and be prepared for three months, six months, kind of like what everyone's going through right now.
0: Yeah, but like toilet on paper. <laughs> it.
1: He was doing it years ago, years <laughs> ago. And every day uh, at work, uh, we would have conversations. And he would almost, not trying to convince me to become a prepper, but he always asked me questions to get my mind thinking, well, what are you going to do when this happens? What are you going to do when that happens? Oh, guess what? This is what's happening. <laughs> Look at the news. What's it telling you? Are you ready? Are you ready? And so I couldn't invest my, um, my time to do it at that, at that time because it's a financial investment that you got to do. And it takes knowledge and it takes time to become a prepper. You like a real prepper. It takes a long time, and mistakes are going to be made along the way. So anybody today who just says, "Hey, we're going to beat this epidemic, whatever," and we're just going to become preppers, it's not as easy. But let, here, it's not as here's, easy as
0: getting all the toilet paper you can get, right? Exactly. At this time,
1: and this is this is before. Um, Survival shows became popular because there's a few popular uh, survival shows on the Discovery Network and whatnot. Yeah, I've seen a couple This of was before then, and I said to myself, "Well, I may not be able to do what you're doing, but what would I do if I was planted in the middle of the woods and had to survive?" When I had that thought. I knew nothing about outdoor survival. I had no idea what to expect. In fact, I had a lot of fear. Uh, My first outing that I went to because I was afraid of bears and wolves. What was I going to do? Like I legitimately had that fear.
0: But then again, who doesn't, right? (laughs)
1: Right. But as you go in and you get your little toes wet and you make a lot of mistakes, trust me, that is not an easy thing either. Um, So, as preparation, and as I grew in, there was a lot of people who got interested in me being interested in it. So they'd be like uh, offering me advice or ideas to think of, or take this and take that. And these were all gears, like um, gears to take with you. And uh, I said to myself, you know what? Even that is too much for me. How do I make a rock? I mean, how do I make a tool in the woods instead of having the tool with me? How do I make a tool? So there's ways of making tools with rocks. There's ways of making mm-hmm. tools with bone or or with wood. And awesome. um, a long story short on that, because I've been doing that for years now, mm-hmm. uh, how to make string is a very important thing for a lot of people out there. You're <laughs> going to get into that. Learn how to make rope. Make some rope. In fact, I should do a video on that, too. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be the first one watching.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's, that's my journey. That's how I became um, interested in survival skills because that led to how are you going to make clothes? How are you going to make clothes? Right. You, and, and then the process of making clothes and process of all this stuff means you have to kill animals. For example, that idea of hunting and killing an animal changed my view on, on the the supermarket and going to the store and picking up some beef or whatnot, Mm -hmm. because now you are forced to take a life. You are forced to go through that process. And then when, you are, when you're hands-on and you're having an animal in front of you and you have to skin that animal in order to take its hide to make clothing, or you can use uh, the hide for other purposes for, for survival. But when you're doing that, there is a whole spiritual and emotional connection that you're having at that moment. And oh. so there's a huge respect for it. And now that I know those certain things, I hope there's some things that I never have to do, like go hunt and kill an animal. So when I go out now, when I go out, because uh, I do it every year, when I go out to do survival skills training, I often bring a vegetarian diet now. And I may eat one or two meals that are pertain to like a protein of meat of some kind. So I'm like, I'm like 95% vegetarian and the other percent is, is me.
0: Yeah. Well, same for me. I like mostly vegetarian and sometimes I eat like seafood at a time. And that's a, yeah. yeah. So that connection, there's clearly to me a connection between nature, surviving nature and meditation, mindfulness. You're talking about what's, what's the, like the connection that you see, if you see any.
1: Oh, I do. And it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a profound feeling of being out in the, in, in the woods when you're doing mindfulness. Like, Because you're right. I started off with the whole mindfulness idea. Um, I was doing mindfulness when I was a child. And I didn't even really realize it until I hit my late 20s. And I had a few life moments. And I'm like, you know what? I've been doing mindfulness my whole life. I was just that kind of a person. I was just observing life all the time. So I was not a person to go outside into the woods. Being in um, northern Ontario, right? You know what it's like. We got bugs like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mosquitoes yeah, ruin your day. I'm telling you, they just completely ruin your day. Mm. So going like, out into the woods was never a thing of mine. Um, I, was, I lived in the city where you know we did city things. So... Well, now that I'm out there using my mindfulness and connecting with everything and everything's hard in its own way. Like I said, just, uh, just to light a fire uh, with your hands is, is difficult, you know, like everything's hard. Yeah. And so you become connected with that. And it is a bit of a spiritual thing. You, you can almost feel the trees talking to you. And I know that sounds really wonky.
0: Oh no it doesn't trust me I've I've <laughs> yeah. I've communicated with, with nature before I have my experiences as well yeah. <laughs> that and uh,
1: it, 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 I swear about it you know it's like they're it's like the trees are looking at you going good luck buddy good luck <laughs> i see what you're doing um you know you know yeah. good try good try but yeah. then when you have successes you know, start things start to become successful for you out in nature you also feel that connection with the trees it's almost like the environment is becoming accepting of you because you really need to understand the nature of your environment you need to understand the relationship between the trees and those rocks and that river and right. it goes back thousands of years but when you're out there and you have to do it from scratch. Again, without tools and gear that you get from the pro uh, sports shop, when you go out there with just a, a, an item or two, you have to know what nature is uh, all about. Because if you're going to get through the day when it's raining, you need you need to, to connect with uh, with nature. Because nature is going to help you or hurt you. Uh, the mm-hmm. bugs and the animals and all that stuff. For sure. So sitting there, even when it's raining, can be a wonderful experience. And sitting there when the sun is shining down on you can be an experience. Being alone for so long and just being quiet for so long and not even talking—it uh, changes everything as well. You know? Yeah,
0: the fact of being alone and connected to nature also brings in a lot of uh, consciousness and awareness to what you're doing. Yeah. And most of the biggest awakenings from people happened really, you know, in in times of isolation and, and nature. Mm-hmm. And like if you look at Moses going up the mountain for all those days, came up with the whole commandments, saying the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's um, because to me, everything has a, a like that vibration that we're talking about. To me, it's always a communication. The vibration to me is a coded communication and it's not English. So whatever I'm feeling is, uh, and you become mindful of that feeling. So again, just becoming sensitive to it opens up a whole emotional state where sometimes you feel so joyful and it comes out of nowhere. And you're like, I'm so happy right now and I don't want to quit doing what I'm doing right now. And believe it or not, I don't have a single cell phone in my hand. I don't have any connections to anybody out out there in the world. It's just me and what I'm doing. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be in the forest. It could be right in my backyard.
0: Oh yeah. You know, it's like whew. it comes from it from the inside, right? Yeah, you know that that not, state of of joy and inner uh, peace, yeah. really. So now,
1: what I'm doing is. Because I used to work on the microcosm. When I first started learning about vibrations, I would go into, uh, I really researched a lot of what the sciences are in and uh, in the vibrations and sound, sound therapy and things. There's a whole science to it. And I really appreciated what was going on on the quantum level. And I learned about quantum physics uh, years ago, like 15 years ago, we're talking about. Oh, well, more than that, when I was 27. So, anyhow, do the math. I'm 30, 43 right now. When I was 27 and I started learning about quantum physics, I really started to connect with what's happening at that microscopic level, like beyond microscopics. Oh, yeah. And vibrations are there, and vibrations are key to it's what we are the whole reality of everything.
0: Like Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand, the secrets of the universe think in terms of energies, frequencies, and vibrations, right? Correct. That's what we right. all are.
1: <laughs> that's right. And when we say, like, we're all made of stardust, but that's stardust, too. But no, is that's also literally that's, same, that's not
0: even, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. It's made of the same thing that coded information of, of vibrations. So, to me, that's where it's like, okay, so I've studied this within me, I have really looked within. That is an area that's really hard to explain. When I do my videos on YouTube, and maybe you will have, or maybe you have that same uh, feeling is that it's hard to express what's inside onto video. We want to say a lot of things. My brain, my brain, I have a problem where my brain is more active than my mouth.
0: Exactly, because we're limited by the language, right? We're feeling all these energies and we want to express them and then the, the English language is limit whatever language, not only English, yeah, any language, yeah. is limiting our expression of that creative energy or life force, however Precisely. you want to call it,
1: right? Precisely. And um So my connection with myself is where it all begins. And then it connects outward to the people and things that are around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to remind myself that too, because again, even when I get angry, I have to deal with those emotions. But now Renzo, I've decided uh, I've learned a few things in in astro astrology, astronomy, Astronomy. astronomy. galaxies and things like that. Um, I have learned that, recently there are studies out there that show that there's uh energetic filament is what they call it that actually connects one galaxy to an another galaxy and it's almost like veins they're like they have a picture of it you can look it up online it's a um, cosmic filament
0: yeah look the unifying web that connects everything
1: it's amazing It's amazing. So all that energy is actually branched out like veins, uh, uh, human veins, like veins you'd see on a leaf uh, in nature. It's just branching out from one galaxy to another and that energy is coming to Earth. So when you think of the whole entire universe and how massive that is, and then you think about that tiny little speck that we are on this whole universe, and then there is Rob. Here he is, that tiny little Rob out there.
0: It's a very humbling Um, experience.
1: (laughs) If you connect, and this is my belief, and this is what I'm growing to, it's strengthening. I'm starting to validate that Mm -hmm. because this is a new experience for me, believe it or not. But I am able to connect with that filament that is spreading throughout the entire universe. So I am no longer just bound by this, environment and within myself which is a which is probably the most important part is the deep down inside you or the consciousness within you i can i can close my eyes and forget that i'm even a human being and just know that i am whatever right i am i am it you're it i'm it we're all it. it i can connect with that part of myself but if i'm going to become present in the world i'm going to open my eyes and i'm going to walk through this world every day be that Rob Speck on this planet. Well, that Rob Speck on this planet has a connection to the entire universe. Of course. And now that, that I know that, I am trying to connect stronger with that.
0: That Rob, that renzo it's the avatar that we come and play in this earth, right? That's right. We're much more than, than just our names uh, or whatever label we want to put to ourselves or as military, whatever. Yep. That th- those are just all labels. In reality, we're not what we do. We simply, like you said, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah,
1: we are. And that consciousness, and I think that word is uh, being used a lot uh, nowadays. Is consciousness. So there's that universal consciousness, mm-hmm. um, and I believe in that as well. And there's layers to that consciousness that I also believe in. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, it the-
0: resonates. That really resonates with me as well.
1: Yeah. seems like there's always something going on right there's always Hmm. there's the the consciousness of the planet there's that consciousness there's the consciousness of the universe Hmm. and that is huge and i think that's something that we're all a lot of us are starting in yourself we're starting to understand that connection the connection Hmm. the consciousness of the universe and then there's another layer of consciousness that i believe that goes beyond that and that could be the creator that Whatever that is,
0: yeah, no, exactly. There's so much we don't know out there. And, and no. Like, I feel that that my spiritual life it's like a uh, an onion, where right. I'm peeling layers and layers of of like I like a giant onion. because there's so many yeah. layers to it, and I'm just peeling layers of awareness, you know. And the the more I gain consciousness on different things. There are tears of joy and pain at the same time that come in there, and and yeah, the more you know, you start gaining awareness.
1: Yeah, that's that's true, and I find that because we are chemical based as well, right? Like the the human body, that avatar that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the Renzo and and the Rob, in this body it functions with uh, neural stimulations and it works with chemical reactions, right? Right. So quite honestly, my anger could be just risen or enhanced by whatever chemical that's going on in my mind. Like you right. said, you know, we can't just go around expecting that we're never going to be angry. It's possible, I think. I think it's possible, but you have to be in a certain environment in a certain situation mm-hmm. for that to happen. Um, but it is difficult for me. Like I, I really... I've gotten over this, by the way, but there is a certain aspect of being a parent where um, you get angry with your children and what they're doing because you are responsible for them. If it was somebody else's child, I, I, I hey, I'm OK but because it's my child and I have an I have a responsibility of raising that child and that child is not listening to me. You know, you just want to, no, just kidding. Um, (laughs) But that's where I'm getting at. Like you get, you get heated sometimes and I have gotten heated and I didn't like it as I was doing it. And I realized that I was doing it at the time. So I had a couple of mindfulness experiences where I was angry Mm -hmm. and I was mindful of the fact that I was angry and yet I could not get myself to just calm down because there is a, there is a chemical process that has to happen, right? I can't just calm down. I have to let that process happen. I have to take a deep breath. I have to let my brain fill up with oxygen and I have to let that oxygen flow around in that blood. And I have that, all that chemicals has to be released. You have to have that chemical release before you can go,
0: Right. But that's the first step, right? Like bang, becoming aware of that and being like, yeah. Okay, what's triggering me? No, okay, yeah. there is something triggering me. And and as we practice it more and more, I think it it just like it, it's it's hard to come to the point where there's no more no more heaviness, no more anger coming out. But I think it's as as we go, we learn how to deal with it differently.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, I've, um, over the last couple, uh, well, some time now there, I I don't know. Uh, I've kind of gotten a lot more control over that. Again, my perspective in life is a lot different than other people's and Renzo, I'm having a feeling that, you know, what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people who are in the the spiritual or or wellness
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where we're having difficulty connecting with a lot of people because they just don't understand us. I see things differently. I see the world differently.
0: I wish, man.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people where I wish they uh, can just, can I just take a part of my brain here and just put it in your head just so that you can understand what I'm talking about. I get that feeling a lot of times because they're not understanding me. People don't understand me. So when I'm very positive,
0: It, it all depends. Like, you know, I know, especially in the military, it it does get lonely because not a lot of people understand this world. And I get it. Like, it's also it's it still is a lonely road for me. But less now that I've kind of connected with people who are like minded and, you know, other people who are of the you know spiritual community in montreal because right now i'm i'm, I'm staying in halifax but this is not my hometown so it, it does get lonely in here i don't i don't know i don't have many friends in here or anything but uh, yeah definitely back in my hometown montreal I, I connected with a lot of people who are in this environment so that does help you know that does help and reaching out you know reaching out to like whether that is a friend, a community, or, you know, any person that you trust that really definitely helps.
1: Well, I think we're in an in a interesting time because the military, um, I've been reminded a lot about, about this from my superiors. Uh, um, my superiors who've been in the military for a lot longer than I have remember a day where the military was a lot stricter and a lot tougher. And then if you go beyond their uh their superiors who've been in the military even longer than they have. Yeah. It's was even worse. <laughs> it's even
0: worse. Yeah.
1: And you and I, we in a in a time like 20, 30 years ago, we would have been called hippies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I I still get called a hippie sometimes. <laughs> uh, it happens. But it has a different yeah, meaning. I'm cool guys. with it. I take it I take it with a
1: Yeah. Know. You know, and, and right now, at least with me, my my experience, because uh, let me just say this, I am a reservist. For the most time, I, I work full-time. Sometimes I work part-time. Contracts is always changed. But yeah, basically, classic. what I'm saying is that I have been at my particular military base for over 13 years, which means my feet are planted where I am and people recognize me for being this kind of person. They they recognize that I am a person who uh, is connected spiritually and connected on a mindfulness uh, that I do teachings and everything that you can say about my bi- biography and everything that I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People know this on my base, my wing that I'm at, Air Force. So now that connection with the military. Is Changed just on my wing just for me being planted there because I connect with the Padres I connect with um, the health services that are are given in our uh, at work and uh, You know health promotions and stuff everyone's there the military on my wing is really really big for Mental health and things like that. I'll tell you they really got it but We work together and so what I do is not frowned upon. It's not, it's not a silly nonsense to a lot of people on the wing. Hmm. There is a respect there.
0: Yeah. So like, even the military is, is evolving, you know, the, the military is just like a reflection of society in itself. It's like a, its own, you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's their own little world. Yeah, but you know what? What are what are what are the doctors saying now? What are the therapists saying? What are all those psychologists? They're all saying the same thing. One of the things that people and their clients can do that's good for them is do meditation. Yeah, they're and all they're all prescribing up. that. Go do some meditation. This will help. It's not going to. It may not cure your life. It may not cure everything. But listen, this is a tool that you can use to uh, better your situation.
0: And you want to know something funny with that? this is that now science is actually proving that meditation works. I don't know if you heard of uh, Iceman Hoff. Oh yes. Yeah. This guy, he can run like,
1: let's do some breathing, you know?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: have you you tried that Renzo?
0: Oh yeah. I've tried his breathing and and it activates the DMT in your brain. Basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's
0: pretty strong. I try his, his breathing techniques and wow, (laughs) it's, I was mind blown, but by, by that, I'm, I'm i'm trying now the cold showers yeah i'm still not at the at his level yet but hopefully with practice <laughs> yeah
1: I, I i haven't done the cold showers and i don't plan on doing it uh, i wow. have done the breathing because he has the breathing exercises where um you you hold you hold your breath for a certain amount of time and then breathe yeah. and then hold it again and yeah anybody wants to try that he's got free youtube videos out there uh
0: Yeah, Uh, Iceman Hoff, go check it out, guys, for those listening.
1: Wim Hoff, Wim Hoff,
0: Hoff, right. He goes by. The correct name.
1: But he's he's working on a practice that, if you notice, is in all of – it's a natural thing. When you go to do exercise, right, when you go to do any kind of weightlifting or anything like that, you're putting your body through a certain amount of stress. So in order to get yourself uh, a bicep muscle – you have to tear that muscle for it then it gets repaired and then becomes stronger, right? And that happens for every little thing in your body when you're doing exercises. You have to destroy, you have to put yourself through a certain amount of pain uh, in order for your body to get used to that and get better. So when you're doing the cold showers, what are you doing? You're putting your, you're shocking your body. Your body is going into shock. And when it goes into shock, it does all kinds of things uh, in order for, um, it shuts down certain things so that your adrenaline gets in there. You got all kinds of different kinds of chemicals going on there as well. And the benefits of that come out um, with a certain amount of resilience and strength, just like going to the gym or anything like that, you know? Right. If we're we're going to go on a diet, what do you got to do? You have to suffer when you go on a diet. You know, like I'm I'm hungry. I'm hungry. But I'm going to lose (laughs) the weight. But I'm hungry. And then there's a certain amount of suffering. So there's a certain amount of suffering for everything that we do when we are trying to better ourselves. Because if we can just be neutral and just go through life neutral, you don't have to go and um, go to one extreme or the other. Right. But if you're so, going to go down, uh, you gotta go back up. And if you're up, then you gotta go down. And then you gotta balance yourself out that, that way. So there is there is absolutely a way to go and live life in a neutral, straight way. Um, right. There's
0: gonna be pain and growth for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: There is pain and and it's part of it too, right? It's it's part of life, accepting the, those pains that come with, with growing.
1: Yeah. That's why I I I um for a while. I was living a life where I was um, very just content, you know, very a neutral path because um, uh, there is a way to live where it's just neutral. You don't get too excited about life, you don't get too excited about things, and you don't get too down. And it's just, it, it just works out smoothly. It's like you're going through life. Yeah, I'm not too excited, but I'm okay. And then, you because of that, you're also not down into the ruts of this negative feeling,
0: right? Because, like, there are ups and downs, but as you know, as you practice meditation and try to like center yourself, the ups and downs then they don't become as drastic anymore. You become like, you know, instead of the curve being super high and, and low, just in yeah. you know, a nice stable. Yeah, it's
1: well balanced. It's working in right. harmony. Uh, it's, it's exactly. Yeah.
0: What's the number one lesson that you learned from from this uh, this whole life path, like meditation, uh, spirituality? What's if you have to give one one lesson that you learned during this whole time? What, what would be your lesson? Well,
1: that is that's a big one because, and I will give you the answer there, mm-hmm. but let let me just say. I have a lot of research. I have a lot of life lessons. There is a lot for me to to think about uh, to answer that question. Um, If I were to talk about just human life, Rob in my avatar living life, I can answer that question on that level or I can answer that on a scientific level. I can answer that question on a religious level I can pick one of those and and give you a different answer for each one of them. So if I were to pick one, one out of everything that I've learned throughout the history of my life Mm -hmm. and even where I'm going in the future, I think what I would say is that it is very possible, even if I'm not feeling that way right now, it is absolutely 100% possible to feel okay all the time to feel okay. Even when there's negative things around me, it's possible to get to a state of mind where everything is okay. If you chop off my arm, love it. that sucks. It's not really something that I want, but you know what? I'm okay. Um, For all the things that I don't want to happen in uh, bad things in my life that I don't want to happen. If all those bad things do happen in my life, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. And I think that's the, the thing that I learned the most, that no matter how anybody's feeling, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how our, your watchers are feeling right now, your, 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 um, the, your, your supporters, they can be okay as well. Because the second thing, and I'm gonna throw in two more, we are all responsible for our actions. It's a guarantee. You are absolutely 1000% in my mind. You're always responsible for your actions.
0: Right. And And I think that's something that the military teaches us. Well, right. Accountability. That's something I I got. I knew that I
1: I felt that way before I joined the military. That was one of the things that sparked me on my journey was that I am responsible for everything that I do. I could put the blame game on all kinds of things. Things can happen to me. Things can be somebody else's fault. I think I learned this a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something could be somebody else's fault, but I'm still responsible for how you feel about, for, for being there, for just being there. If I was walking, let's just say I, I grab my coffee in the morning and I'm drinking my coffee. And then I walk out my door and I go down the street and I cross the road and I stop at a, a newsstand and I grab a newspaper and I cross the street again. Oh, and then I get hit by a truck. I could put all the blame on that truck driver saying you hit me, Uh, my my whole life is devastated because of what you did. But that is, there's a truth to that. But at the same time, I have to take responsibility where my life began, when I woke up. When I first woke up, I took that coffee. Did it take me one minute or two minutes or three minutes to drink that coffee? When I walked down, Uh, onto the street, I am responsible for making that choice. I'm also responsible for stopping and looking at that newspaper. I am responsible for crossing the street at that particular time in which that person, his fault, by the way, smashed into me. So when I look at that, when I look at my responsibility for every single thing that I did, which led to whatever event is going on, it changes your perspective on everything that you're going to do from here on out. So. Right.
0: And even though we're not responsible for other people's actions, we're always responsible to how we react to those actions. So, yeah.
1: You're interviewing me right now. And I take responsibility for everything that I did up until this moment to let led to this conversation, including you. Everything that you did. Awesome. Thank you. You're responsible for this
0: as well. Of course, 100%. I am responsible for... (laughs) setting up this uh, this podcast <laughs> no. yeah
1: you know so yeah. um and, and so that changes everything and which comes down to the third thing that i wanted to share with every with everybody to answer your question the yeah. third thing is is that no matter what science tells you no matter what you've been taught in your entire life uh wherever you learnt all these things on the planet because what we learned here in north america might be different for people out Uh, in the Middle East or wherever. No matter what, the only truth for sure, for sure, that I believe, that I think that we can all accept is that you are an observer in this world. I could tell you that this, some science will tell me that my body doesn't really exist. Uh, Some spiritual connections might tell me that I don't really exist in this body, that we're all just one conscious. You know, everything that you and I just talked about Some people might say that that's phony baloney and does not exist. What I can guarantee you, though, is that I am having this experience right now. No matter what science or what people or what religion tells me, I am having this experience. So I am an observer in this world. I am responsible for everything that I do. And it is very possible to feel okay throughout my entire life
0: love it love it really uh so yeah to finish i have two more questions for you and the first one is what is your favorite book movie or documentary and why um so
1: it depends on what uh level we're talking about if we're talking about movies i'm a movie buff so i don't watch tv um I actually really don't. I literally don't watch TV, but I do watch movies. I love watching movies every weekend. Friday nights is something that I do. So I have done a lot. I've watched a lot of movies and I can't come up with one because my kids ask me the same thing. What's your favorite movie, dad? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have one. (laughs) uh, documentaries and stuff. I've seen a lot of them too. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of any documentary.
0: Oh, I'm the same. I never remember names. I just you know, remember what happens. And it, yeah.
1: And it, and it's it's too bad because oh, there, there's some documentaries that der- deserve the respect for me to remember, you know. Uh, but because I'm constantly learning, uh, Renzo, I'm a bit of a researchaholic. As soon as by t- from this point <laughs> on, by the time I go to bed, I will have researched something.
0: I'm the same. Uh, like <laughs> I feel you. I'm the same on that side.
1: So um I, I have a book right here and I don't read a lot. And the reason why I don't read a lot is because uh maybe it's the artist in me. I have a visual nature. Mm-hmm. I, I like to experience things visually or on hand at on hand. So like,
0: and that's important too, to have your own experiences of life, yeah. right? Because it's good to read books and all, but also experiencing things for ourselves, that's like wow, there's nothing like it, really, right? And we also have the answers inside ourselves if we really dare to ask
1: well i have a problem and i'm actually also going to be doing a video on this uh soon and that's the the reactions of dopamine in in our mind Mm -hmm. how we're always looking for that instant gratification i know this about myself i know that i'm constantly researching as part of a way to get that dopamine fix i know this about myself Okay. So I don't do a lot of reading because I can just go online and get it pretty quick. Whereas a book, you tend to have to read uh, two to four hundred pages worth of something to, to really get it. Hmm. But because I, you ask, and I do have uh, uh, two books in front of me. This is an old book. It's called The Power of Now.
0: Oh, my God. I have the same one. Just in my, yeah. I
1: love it's it. By, it's by Ed Tolle. And this is one of his earlier books. And uh, I find that this book really, uh, really changes a lot because you can read the first 10 pages, and put the book down, and never pick it up
0: and you- You'll get what you need out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Right,
1: uh, <laughs> exactly. And by the time you get three quarters in, and no, no offense to Edgart here, by the time you get three quarters in, all right, you've gotten the point. You've gotten the point that he's trying to tell you. Oh, yeah, so, I, I agree. You know, but as, as hard as it is to finish the book, because he puts the point over and over and over again, mm. um, the message and what you learn in here, uh, which is the power of now, which is the power of becoming present and becoming mindful of this moment. Forget about the past and the future. And um, he has a way of explaining how to deal with the past and the future in here. And so I think that this is one of the most profound books that I have read.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that book was also a game changer for me. It's yeah. it made me realize how like how our brains are constantly filled with thoughts and just that being the, the importance is just being in the present moment now because that's all that ever is that one present moment.
1: Exactly. <laughs> This other book is just another book that I had on hand. It's the, oh, it's the Tao of I Ching. So that's I've been heard written.
0: I've been wanting to read that book for a while. Now. I think now you're. you're... You, you,
1: you should get your hands on it because uh, as much as this book and a lot of other books like that uh, resonate with us today. And uh, well, forever. I mean, I think that's that. the book. I think this book can resonate with anybody in the future. kind of like a Bible,
0: right? <laughs> yeah,
1: a thousand years from now, this will still be good for people.
0: Yeah,
1: but not? <laughs> This, which has been written, I, can't, I think it's been a thousand years ago, this thing. And anyway, um, this hits you on so many different levels. Everything in here is true. It, it makes sense to you. you. You get a lot of aha moments in this when you're like, aha, I get it. And when I first picked up this book and I read it, uh, I had those aha moments, but as I grow and as I grow into my new journey and things like that, when I revisit this book, I see everything even differently. So this book here hits you on so many levels and it's a good teaching tool. Yeah. So that's awesome. I gave you two.
0: (laughs) There you go. I never read that book, but, uh, now you convince me. Gonna get it. Yeah, I would. and um, last question for you to wrap it up. Who was the most influential person in your life and why?
1: Uh so that one there uh has to have different levels as well. Um, again, if you're gonna talk about my younger life, who influenced me then? Uh and I and I will just give a like shout out to biggest my biggest
0: inspiration. Family. Sorry, what was but- that?
1: I, my family, my family was really good to me when I was growing up. I'm the youngest of six kids. So both my parents and my brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters became my parents as well. So if I got, if I did something wrong and I got in trouble, I got in trouble five other times, you know, it was like, I had to go through each person in my family just to get in trouble, which kept me from doing anything wrong, by the way. But um, there was a person uh, in town uh, where I live, uh, and I was part of a business program. And uh, it was a, a small business program. This person who was directing that program, her name was Jen Gallon. And I haven't spoken to her in a long time, but I have to give the credit where credit is due. This particular person would, in the middle of a business program, give us... Uh, connections to people who did psychology. She would give us connections to people who did um, astrology. She would give us connections to all kinds. She put me on that spiritual path. She had spiritual people coming in to this business program all the time. And I'm still not exactly sure why she did that. But regardless, from that time, and again, that was when I was about 26, 27 years old in my life, that is where I branched out, so I know for sure, and this is why I'm choosing this person. I know for sure that that person influenced me the most because had I not been there at that particular time, I would not have gone in that direction and where I am now. Mm-hmm. I, I still may have been a good person, Renzo. I still may have found the path towards in, you know uh, mindfulness. And all. I still may have gotten here somehow, mm-hmm. but I can't think of a time that i was steered into a direction like i was at that that, at that time like i clearly can clearly can clearly see that was the fork in the road that made me go you're going in that direction and it was because of that individual so uh that's who was the most influential. Awesome. From there, though, I, all my research, I mean, I can talk about other gurus that I've, I've seen. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, Sanguru is, is one. Alan Watts is one of my favorite people that I love to listen to at a time. If you've never heard of him, Alan Watts. Oh, yeah, Alan Watts. He's inspirational, and he'll make you yeah. laugh at the same time. And he'll also make you scratch your head and go, oh, my God. Uh, but <laughs> there is a lot of people who I have been inspired by. And it is now to the point where people like you inspire me.
0: Well, thank you. So I'm, I'm very touched by that. Thanks a lot. You inspire me as well. There's a reason why yeah. I invited you to be my first it, guest on this podcast. It's
1: not like, it's not like I'm walking around uh, on my high horse and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just saying, uh, showing people the way. What I am, am experiencing is that there are other spiritual warriors out here.
0: Right. And you're and, one of them.
1: <laughs> and you're one of them. And so when I see what you're doing, I'm paying attention to that. I'm paying attention to that in a very respectful way. I'm like, thank you, bro. appreciate it. I, I'm very happy that you're doing what you're doing. I really am so happy that you're doing it. And there's some other people that I'm connected to that I, I see. I have the same reaction to. It's like, I'm glad that there are people out here. So you inspire me, my friend.
0: uh, Thanks a lot, brother. And I I truly mean that. you, inspire inspire me as well. Honestly, uh, check your videos on YouTube. uh, Wow, that survival thing. And you, you did a last one about like uh, frequencies. uh,
1: Oh, the yeah. So alpha,
0: alpha waves, uh, beta waves, and all that. That was really good. Very well explained. Like I couldn't have explained it any better myself.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I'm working on another video right now, which has it's a little bit disconnected from things like that and i'm waiting to 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 put that on on uh on on my channel because right now that one that you're talking about is getting some good attention so i kind of want to leave it in the algorithm of the youtube algorithms that are out there so yeah
0: no definitely yeah all right well that was a great conversation with you rob and uh yeah so where can people see you where can they follow you
1: so my big initiative is that I've called this uh, my initiative, your inner being, my, because that's where the inner side is expressed outwards. And my, uh, my intention is to try to get the whole world, as many people as I possibly can, to understand that within them, there is so much more potential. And as a human race, as a human race, we can change this world so where everybody on the planet can get um, shelter, food, water, warmth, medication, and basic uh, basic education. And that's we my mission. As well. <laughs> I have a Facebook page and a YouTube and they're both um, titled the same. Uh, my Facebook is Your Inner Being um, Group. It's a group. Uh, and my YouTube channel is you have to you have to say it like this when you're going to re- uh, type it in. You have to go your inner being channel. You have to put the word channel in it because what okay. happens is that there are so many people on YouTube who are talking about YouTube or your inner being that right. that's the title of their videos is your inner being. And so if you type up your inner being, you're going to get a lot of videos uh, from other oh, people. Gotcha, so gotcha. You in your inner being channel. You'll you'll find me.
0: Perfect. Remember that, guys. Your inner being channel don't forget the channel there at the end
1: the facebook your inner being community
0: so that's the facebook group your inner being community
1: so the facebook page is the is the group where uh, people can come in and they can post their own events so it's something that you can do renzo you can come and you can post your videos or links to your videos in this group you can post your ideas that group is designed for everybody to be on that same page, where we're all trying to expand our realizations of what human, humans can do. Awesome. Uh, so uh, we all have a say. And so that's what I'm hoping for. There's a lot of people to come and join that group. And by the way, that group now is, is starting to get really global. I got people in there from London, England, United States, all over oh, Africa, amazing. all kinds of places. People are joining us and I think it's, uh, it's It's
0: amazing to see that uh, this awakening happening worldwide, eh?
1: It is, it mm-hmm. is. So whoever we reach out to with, uh, with your connections here, with the, your, your subscribers and, and the people who are supporting you, uh, I invite all of you to, to yeah, I invite you to, to see my videos but I really would like to see everybody join that group as well, because that's where you have your say. And even if you don't want to say anything, you can hear it from other people that we're all in this together. And,
0: uh, right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I thank you so much for, uh, for accepting my invitation here to the podcast. It was a pleasure, really, really a big pleasure talking to you and wishing you all the best in your next projects.
1: Thank you very much for your time. And as I always say, take care and I wish you well.
0: Much love, brother. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't done this yet, go get yourself a copy of my free ebook, The Thrive Method, a six-step guide to naturally align yourself with your life mission, regain your power, and fully thrive on my website, renzoruishaz.com. I'll put the link in the description below for you to check it out. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Spiritual Warrior TV, and to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, as Renzo Ruiz has. I want to express once again my biggest gratitude for your support, and see you on the next episode. Much love.